Some things in life you can prepare for. Some things you just really, you just, you know, you kind of roll with the punches. And there are other things in life that you have no clue what to even do. This week, football returned. Um, you know, they did have the game Thursday, but I really don't care about the kickoff game because it's, I just got, I usually tend to forget that it's a thing because I usually don't watch Thursday night football. Um, I'll watch Sunday and I'll watch Monday, but Thursday is just, you know, the week is going on. I, I, sh- I should say that this is only at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, I don't care about the kickoff game because it's a Thursday night. I'm tired. I, I just, I'm just not aware and I kind of need a reminder that it's a, that it's a thing. So pretty much football is back. And what a week is really all I can say. I mean, I can't even believe some of the things I have, some of the things I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with some of this stuff because you have, you have situations here that you have to understand. You have a situation here where Someone, okay, well, here, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find, I just, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe some of the things that I saw this week. I mean, so as you guys know, I'm a Patriots fan. And I was texting, I was texting my, uh, my best friend from high school, and he's a Steelers fan. And so we were talking, and I, and, he pretty much asked me, was I ready for this week? And I said, oh, yeah, definitely. And he said he was too. I thought the game, I thought the game would be within, I think I think I told him 8 to 10 points. Would it, That's what it would be. But the Steelers and the Browns fell flat as flapjacks. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Steelers will, they're gonna, they're gonna do better. We know that, you know, you just played the champs. Um, you know, they, they were, you know, getting their rings and all that, you know, emotion was high. So we know, we know the Steelers just, just had a really bad week. So we know they're gonna come back. Okay. Big Ben didn't even throw a touchdown. He went 27 to 47, 27, what is it? Yeah, 276 and one interception. I mean, they, 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 they were horrible. They were horrible, but we know that they're going to come back. So the Patriots won 33 to three. Um, there's not really too much to say about that. Um, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get into the whole Antonio Brown thing because I'm, I'm in shock that we actually got Antonio Brown and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, straight out say it. Well, actually, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait for later on in, in the episode. I'm just going to wait so you guys can uh, just wait a little bit and see um, all this stuff. Okay, so who... Okay, here are the team... Okay, I want to come on and say Miami is done. Miami is absolutely toast. They said they weren't tanking. I don't know if I believe... I I don't know if I buy that. Lamar Jackson threw five touchdowns. He threw five five touchdowns. He was almost perfect. 
he made 85% of his throws, 17 of 20, 324, 5 touchdowns. The Dolphins... Every single thing that they did, it wasn't... they. It was an absolute disaster. I mean, you couldn't have told me that they come out that flat. They were horrible. I mean, they were actually horrible. They, I, I don't think they could have been. I don't think they could have been any worse. They could. I, I, I don't think so. Their leading rusher was uh, Drake, with twelve yards over four carries. Folks, if you were just handed the football and you just, the minute you got the football, if you just fell forward, you, you would be getting about the same amount, you'd be getting about the same amount of yardage. They, they were horrible. I mean, they, they were actually horrible. Marquise Brown was tremendous. He had two touchdowns. He's a rookie. Four, four, uh, receptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns. You know, we're probably not going to see the Ravens put up a performance like this again. Not 59 to 10. But the Dolphins, they were just, the Dolphins were just disgusting. The Dolphins were absolutely disgusting. I, I don't think there's anything else to say. Now the Browns. You know, hype is dangerous. You know, I, I, I'm going to come out and say it. I thought, you know, I had a feeling that the Browns would be pretty decent this year. I was like, okay. I don't really have them winning everything. I still have, I still have the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Um, the Browns, I liked. I think they could still make the playoffs. But we really saw something interesting. The Browns... or uh, Let me start with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was sacked five times. Five. That, that, you, you can't have your quarterback getting sacked five times in game one. 25 of 38, 285, one touchdown and three interceptions. That's disgraceful. I mean, they, they were just, and I'm not, I haven't even mentioned the penalties yet. They, they got flagged 18 times. 18 times for 182 yards. And then you had Dingbat Greg Robinson. I, I don't even think Dingbat is a big enough word or strong enough word who kicked a Titans player in the head. That is unacceptable. That is absolutely unacceptable. You, that's disgusting. That, 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 that's disgusting. You can't, you can't do that. You, that that's that's inexcusable. And that's unacceptable. That, I I just that that's that's dis, that's dis, that's disgraceful. That that's absolutely disgusting. The offensive line horrendous. You got to protect your quarterback. You can't let him get hit. First of all, you shouldn't even be letting him get hit. You definitely shouldn't be letting him get sacked. Five sacks. That that that's out. That's outrageously bad. That's outrageously bad. And you know, Baker, he only, 
here's the thing. His three interceptions came in the fourth quarter, which turned into Titans, you know, touchdowns. So Mayfield, so Baker, he, you know, if you just looked at the end, you would say, oh, he did, he did. Or if you just looked at the stats, you would say, oh, he was horrible. I would say he, I would say Baker Mayfield was pretty bad. I would give him, I'd give him like a D. I'd give him a D plus or a, yeah, I'd give him a D plus. He's trying to bring his team back, but you, the, the O-line, he needs an O-line, he needs somebody. But to me, the biggest thing is 18 penalties. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's coaching. I look at that and I look at Freddie Kitchens and I say that 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 reflects on you. This rah-rah mentality and you know this this style of this style of you know kind of pretty much do what you want. You have a lot of big personalities, which I thought would be a problem for the Browns earlier. I I'll, I'll say that. I did think the Browns would have trouble with all their personalities. But I'm still I I'm not giving up on the Browns. They had a they had a bad game. Um I I think I think they're gonna get it together. I think they're gonna get it together. Okay. Um You know, see Falcons, they got spanked. Rams in Carolina. Okay. Chargers in Indianapolis, alright. Um, that's really all I have to say. Now, I will say this. In terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of injuries, it's, I hate seeing them. So you have two clavicle injuries that take place. So you have Tyreek Hill, which you know, you you can, I'll say this: you can feel how you, you can feel how you want about him. Um, he can he can ball. I'm just I'm just gonna come on and say it. he can ball. But I, I just I just hate seeing injuries. And then you have, then you have Nick Foles, who I I like Nick Foles. I really do. But it just you know you can't have it just it just doesn't it just doesn't work out in the end with certain things. It just it just doesn't work. Dallas beat the Giants. Um, you know that that's really all to, that's really all I have to say about football this week. Um, I'm really just I'm really just overwhelmed at what at all the things I saw. I mean. You couldn't tell me Lamar Jack and also also the Bills. I didn't even mention them. The Bills came back. The Jets The Jets had it. Josh Allen pretty much he had four turnovers in the first half. I mean the game's pretty much here's the thing. You the number one job I, as you guys know, I've never played football, but I do know this. The number one job of an offensive player is to protect the football. 
That is the number one job. That's that that is the quarterback's number one job. Number two is completing passes. Okay, and when you are on the field, the number one priority is the football. That's the number one priority. You you protect the football. You can't you can't you can't turn it over four times in the first half. You can't you you, you can't do that. But I mean, they still came back and did it. So I'm 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 just I'm totally stunned at what I saw. Okay, now let me get to this whole. God, man. This this whole this whole Antonio Brown thing just makes me. It makes me furious. You know when he got released, I was texting I was texting that same friend and I was saying, you know what? I was like, because I told him I was like, I think Antonio Brown is done. And when I said that, I meant that teams were pretty much going to say, okay, you know what, Antonio, you just, you, you need to, you need to step away and get your mind right because something is off here. There's something, there's something really, there's something just not quite right. Okay. So I thought no one would take him for, for this year. And I mean, maybe it was possible that if a, if someone got injured, if some star receiver got injured, then, it, then a team would pick him up. But I, you couldn't have told me Antonio Brown would get released, and then a few hours later, of all of all teams, the New England Patriots would pick him up. You couldn't have told me that. You know, Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy said it best. He's disappointed in Robert Kraft. I, I, I have to admit, I am too. Antonio Brown can ball. He can play. He's a tremendous talent. But Antonio. I I don't think he's I don't think he's worth it. He's a big personality. I don't he's all about self. He just he wants to do what he wants to do and that's not that's the that's the exact opposite of the patriot way. I I I don't understand what I don't I don't understand. Some people are just too they're too big for New England. Some people are their personality it just doesn't mesh. This is from Boston.com. Former Indianapolis Colts coach Tony Dungy said the Patriots' recent decision to sign wide receiver Antonio Brown sent the wrong message. I know coaches want to win, but I'm disappointed in Patriots owner Robert Kraft, Dungy said Sunday on NBC's Football Night in America. I think at some point you just you say, just as an organization, we're not going to do this. That's that's what all teams said. I told my friend, I was like, if any team touches, if any team touches Antonio Brown. I said the person who who comes up with the idea should be fired. Antonio Brown is he's he's all about self. I'm not saying he can't play. He is a very 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 gifted guy. He can play, but he New England is probably one of the worst places he could go in terms of who he is as a person. Cuz I said this earlier. Antonio Brown wanted to go to a place where he could be himself. You can't be your, you can't, Antonio Brown cannot be himself at, at New England. Do you remember when Chad Ochocinco was with the Patriots? That was, that was, he, he was, he was pitiful. I mean, he was, he was, he was egregious. He, he played 15 games. This was, this was back in 2011. 
15 games, 15 receptions, 276 yards, one touchdown. They gave Chad Johnson, or Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him, I don't care what you call him. They gave him five routes to memorize. They said, Ocho Cinco, can you do this for us? Can you just, can you just take five routes and just work on these and just do these? He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. I, I, this, this was a bad, Antonio Brown, I just don't trust his personality. He's, I said this to my friend, I was like, signing Antonio Brown is the equivalent of signing a cancerous of welcoming a cancerous tumor into your body. That's what, that, that's what I compared him to. In the locker room. Antonio Brown, you know, remember when he was with the Steelers and he was just recording videos inside the Patriots locker room? He, he just, some things you keep within the team, some things you just, you don't share with the media. And there are certain things where you don't join the media and you take video of private stuff that's supposed to be among the 53 men in that locker room and you post it for, for millions to see. Pitiful. Antonio Brown and the Patriots agreed to a one-year, $15 million contract Saturday, hours after he was released from the Raiders. Brown never suited up for the Raiders, but still managed to make a name for himself by missing practices, incurring fines, and quarreling with management. The two parties ultimately went separate ways, but Dungy is skeptical Brown's antics are over. I totally agree. The Patriots got this wrong. I like Bill Belichick. I like Robert Kraft. I can't wait to see what Jonathan Kraft does when he takes over. But I, I, I got, I got to be real here. You can't do that. You can't sign him. He's he, his personality just doesn't work. Antonio Brown is a larger than life guy. This, this is, I don't agree with it. And here's the thing. On most things, on most football things, I'm going to agree. On most things, I'm going to agree with, you know, I'm going to agree with the Patriots. On most things, I'm going to agree with, you know, Bill Belichick. He's earned, he's earned that. If he, if he makes a decision, I believe he's earned the right to not really be questioned in terms of his decision making. But Bill, if I were in an elevator with you, I would say, Coach, you have my complete and utmost respect. But Antonio Brown? I, I just, th this is, this is completely wrong. I just, I don't see it. Rodney Harrison, who used to be a Patriot safety, he, he, you know, he said he wasn't surprised by the acquisition that New England made, but he he said his disapproval as well. I didn't agree with it because as a Patriot, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice finances. You have to sacrifice your stats. You have to sacrifice a lot of individual things. And that's one thing that Antonio Brown has shown me, that he's not willing to sacrifice anything for anybody else besides himself. 
The Steelers are a, rel- a well-run organization. Not as well as the Patriots, but they, they are, they are top of the line. They, you know, they take care of their people, you know, they, they're just a well-oiled machine. They got rid of Antonio Brown. And as talented as he is, do you think that there's a reason? Do you think, do you think that there may have been a reason you just been like, okay, is he worth it? They said no, and so they traded him. You have, you just have to look at the context clues. They, they don't, they didn't think his, they didn't think his upside was worth it. Dungy agreed. Rodney, coaching against you guys all those years, what I saw was teamwork, unity, and sacrifice. And Tony Brown has not demonstrated any of that the last two years. Brown can officially sign his contract on uh, Monday. The 31-year-old played in 15 games for the Steelers last season, logging 104 receptions, 1,297 yards, and 15 touchdowns. That... It it really it really just bothered me. It really bothered me. I I don't. I gotta disagree with the Patriots here. I think they made the wrong choice. He's he's not New England. He's not New England material. He's not. I've been I've been. I've been a fan of the Patriots since I was in the third grade. I've seen a lot of players come and go. I've never played football, but I, I do, I understand from, just from being a fan perspective, I understand what it means to be a patriot. I understand what it means, what, what that entails. You don't get what you want. It's, it's not about big personalities. Whenever you say, okay, I want more money or stuff like you, you know, you say, I want, I want this, I want that. You know what you do? You know what happens to you? You're out of there. So many players have come and gone. Because because they show just a little bit of their personality and they show, okay, they rise themselves, they rise their head just a little bit above the rest of the team and they get eliminated. Robert Kraft, I respect you as an owner. Bill Belichick, I respect you as a football guru, um, a system man, a tremendous head coach but I, I I I can't I can't side with you here I think you're wrong I think you are terribly wrong I mean you I mean I'm I was just shocked at the I was shocked at the speed of this that's what that's what really got me that's what really got me you know, you can't, you can't take him and just mold him into your image. He's a larger, he's a larger than life individual. And just, I, 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 I don't know if I'll say this, if it works out, if it works out, I'll, I'll say that I was wrong. I'll say that I that I was wrong and that you know it tended it tended to work out. I don't think this is going to work. I th- I think they're going to let him go. He he's not he's not patriot material. 
hopefully, I and here's the thing, I want to be wrong in this. I want to be wrong. I want Antonio Brown to prove to people that he, along with being a great talent, is a great teammate. That's what I want. I I, I hope I'm wrong, but I gotta be real. I don't think I am. So, once again, I gotta talk about the WNBA. And not the WNBA in itself. See, here's the thing. I, I've said multiple times, I want to see the WNBA succeed. I want to see them do well. I want to see them prosper. I want to see the women make, you know, millions of dollars. That's what I, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see, I want to see the league, you know, get, you know, get billions. And I, I want to see them being taken seriously as a professional league. But, when you have people inside the organization that 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 break away at the foundation and ch- and chip away at chip away at you know what they're trying to do it doesn't work and here the last thing that WNBA needs is a stupid thing to happen with a ref and that's what happened a WNBA ref walked into a stew do and um he ejected her i mean it's the most stupid she plays she plays for the chicago sky do you do you people remember joey crawford do you remember when do you remember when tim duncan was on the bench and tim duncan was laughing and Joey Crawford ejected him. You remember that? Joey Crawford has made some serious calls. And to me, he was a guy. You know, here's the thing. When you're a ref, you got to be confident in your abilities. And you got to be confident in yourself. And you got to be confident in your calls. But sometimes they take it to where it's like, okay, this is just a power trip. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't like about officials. You're not allowed to criticize the officials. I don't understand that. You can criticize everyone else, but you can't criticize the officials. That's ridiculous. The officials, the officials play. You know, they're they're an important part. They are an important part of the game, and they're humans. I believe any human, you should be able to criticize. And and so here, here here's the article. Here's an article. This guy, I'm just, I'm not a fan of protecting referees like this. I understand that as leagues, why you got to do it, but when you find players and just give just give these refs pretty much ab, pretty much absolute authority, that's not good. Basketball players have long have long worked hard to maneuver, contort, and control their bodies to avoid contact. Apparently, being aware of the movement of referees' bodies just got added to the list of responsibilities. Chicago Sky Center, a stew do, and I got this pronunciation from a YouTube video where it was a where it was a color commentator um, talking, and she she pronounced it a stew do. So that is where I'm getting my pronunciation from. If I am butchering the name, I sincerely apologize. Okay. 
Chicago Sky Center Astu Du got hit with the mother of all bad calls on Sunday during a season-closing game against the Washington Mystics. It started with Du standing still as her teammate lobbied a walking ref and ended with her ejection. So I encourage you guys to see this video. So I'm going to try to describe it to you. So Astu Du is standing there complaining, is pretty much standing there complaining to the ref. She's pretty much, she she doesn't move the entire video. She's standing there. The ref is walking. Pretty much, he's walking diagonally, and he goes in front of her. A stew-do has her arm out. Her arm is already out before the ref reaches her. The ref one runs into her arm, makes a face like, oh, you did not just touch me. And then he summons his inner Joey Crawford, and he does an emphatic ejection of a stew-do. It's it's probably the most comical ejection that you've ever that you've probably seen in a long time. This this ref needs to come out and apologize. I seriously encourage you guys to watch this video. I, I don't I don't even know what happened here. I, I'm not I'm not I don't. The muted outrage of the referee's face as he immediately assumes what happened. His emphatic signal to eject do uh, do stunned reaction. It's all just too perfect. I mean, it's really something out of a comedy. She a stew do does not move. She does not move at all. Like she's just standing there. She the only thing she's moving is her head to to follow the ref while she's talking to the ref. Her arm is already sticking out. The ref ran into her arm. It becomes absolutely incredulous. As if, as if she just tried to swing at him. Ejects her. And she just runs to the locker room because it's so stupid and all she can really do is probably just laugh. This, this referee owes an apology to a stew-do. It needs to be a public apology because I, I I just gotta be real. I just gotta be real. This he he completely made a fool of himself. He completely and totally made a fool of himself. This video right here, this pretty much he put a ceiling on his own career. This video will forever be associated I mean this 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 video is just stupid. You know, he's gonna wanna do playoff games, he's gonna wanna try to he may try to get to the NBA because it's more money. Um, you know, but this video, he just, he set a ceiling to himself. He set a ceiling to himself. He's at a situation where you, you were, he is responsible for the contact. Her arm was already out. What is she supposed to do? Move her arm out of the way so he can just go on by? He's, she's explaining to him a call that he missed. The WNBA does not need this. It's already seen as a joke, and now, now you know there's just more ammunition to joke about it. I mean, this this was so stupid. This was such a power trip by the ref. It. I mean, it's just it's just. 
ab- it's just absolutely pitiful. As is the simple picture of a man walking into a stationary woman while looking the other way and concluding she was the one at fault. The sky sure could have used due for the rest of the game as the team eventually lost 100 to 86 to the league best Mystics. The sky will finish the season at 20 and 14, the league's fifth best records. We'll see if they run into any obstacles in the playoffs, or rather, have any obstacles run into them. It was just, it was just so stupid. It was just so stupid. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some some calls that I can think of. Some of these are from Bleacher Report, where you can look up um, pretty much worst, uh, pretty much worst NBA calls. And I think I think this is all just playoff stuff right here. All right, um, it's just it's just absolutely pitiful. I mean this 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 just bothers me. And as I said, the WNBA it's it's really bad, and they got to fix their stuff. You know you got you you have to. I've always believed this. You have to fix. You have to work on yourself and fix yourself before you um, really. Go out and try to change others, and do stuff like this. You're, you know, you're number one. You got to get it together. The WNBA does not need this this kind of thing. Because here, here's here's the nature here's the nature of the beast that the WNBA is facing. The WNBA is already seen as a joke. The WNBA does not want to be seen as a joke. They want to be seen as a serious women's league, and they want. They want the same kind of money. WNBA players want the same kind of same kind of money, or same kind of percentage, and same kind of notoriety as their male counterparts. Okay. Um, that's not going to happen with the way things are run right now, and the way things are thing things are going. Okay, so the the WNBA wants to be at an A plus level right now. It's at an F. Okay. People look at the WNBA and they see F. If if they if they want to increase, if they want to better their stock, they have to just fix their problems. Because every every time, you know, the, the WNBA makes makes a mistake, it's it's overblown, and we look at it and we say, okay, see, this is why the WNBA is a joke. So the WNBA cannot get away with the same mistakes that the NBA can. There is a double standard, and rightfully so, because the NBA has earned it. The NBA has come a long way. They are extremely profitable. It's a great league. It gets better every single year. But the WNBA, you know, they've had a downward trend since 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 the, since the beginning. Ever, ever since season one, it's been downhill from there. Okay, so here, so here's one that I can think of. Um, it was, it was, um, it was the Pistons and the Heat. And I want to say, I want to say it was the conference finals. And pretty much, pretty much, Joey Crawford. It's really, it's really a hilarious play. Joy Crawford pretty much so Dwayne Wade is near the sideline and he's trying to he's trying to you know pass it to somebody 
and he can't. And Joey Crawford, you know, who's moving like the Flash, runs into runs into Dwayne Wade, and you know, it's he calls <laughs> he calls the foul, and it's it's just it's just absolutely. Actually, I don't even remember if it's Wade. I think it's Wade, but I'm not sure. Um, but pretty much, pretty much, Joey Crawford, um, maybe, I think it's, I think it was Damon Jones. Hits Damon Jones, knocks him out of bounds, looks at Chauncey Billups. Joey Crawford knows he's the one that committed that, that actually committed the foul. Like, he's the one that caused the contact, knocking Damon Jones out. Looks at Chauncey Billups and calls the foul on him. And I mean, it's very, it's very clear. Like, there's even a camera angle right there, where you pretty much see Joey Crawford's stomach just hit the camera, and it's, it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. Um, just, and then the other one that I can think of, the other one that I can think of, was the one I talked about with uh. Joey Crawford throwing out Tim Duncan. Um, that one, that one was that one was just pretty bad. Like of all t- of all people, how do you throw out Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan is the guy who's you're least likely to throw out because he, or I mean, he's retired now, but he was just a guy who just he played. He didn't really he didn't talk any trash. He didn't do any of that. He just came and played and was neutral the entire time. But Joey Crawford didn't like the fact that Tim Duncan was clowning on the bench with Tony Parker. I mean, it's I, I you can you can find it on YouTube. Just look up just look up Joey Crawford. Uh, you could probably look up Joey Crawford ejects um, laughing Tim Duncan, and it's just it's just absolutely it's just absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's 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 really a joke. I mean, refs have made some pretty pretty interesting calls over the years, but um, I've never seen one like that where you throw out a guy on the bench who's, I mean, Tim. I mean, it's Tim Duncan, dude. Like, he was not doing anything. He was just laughing, and Joey Joey got uncomfortable and felt he was laughing at him. And even if he is, and let me say this: I'm, I've been bagging on refs. I've been bagging on refs here. I'm gonna say this. Referees have a very tough job that most people can't do. It's very tough. You have to have very thick skin. Every single person is criticizing you. Um I mean to me it's to me it's like more to me it's like harder than being, you know, the president in terms of not in terms of responsibility, but just in terms of criticism. I mean no one is no one is ever happy with the refs. I mean, it's just like, oh, you missed this call, you missed this call, you missed this call, you missed this call. You know, are you blind? Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Are you ignorant? Are you, a, are you, a, are you retarded? Are you like what? Like, what's wrong with you, ref? So refs have a very difficult job, and they have very thick skin, which many people, relative to refs, don't have. I don't. I think I have fairly thick skin, fairly thick. I don't think I could be a ref. I don't think I could do it. Um, okay, another one that I... So I will give refs that credit. 
Another thing I can think of is oh, uh, I this I think this one was Joy. Yeah, it was Joy Joy Crawford too. Steve Nash was supposedly fouled going against the Trailblazers. And this was in, I think this was in 2010, if I remember, if I remember correctly, 2010 or 2011. I think it was 2010. Um, but pretty much, pretty much someone calls a foul on, someone calls a foul on Marcus Canby, who says that he, that he, Joey Crawford says that Marcus Canby fouled Nash, but Marcus Canby is like, he's at least, 10 feet away from Steve Nash. There's no possible way it's on him. There's, it, there is no, there is really no foul. Seriously. Like, it's, it's just a totally missed and blown call. But pretty much what happens, Steve, Steve Nash, he ends up going to the free throw line. He's, you know, Steve Nash is like automatic. He's an automatic, he was an automatic free throw shooter. So he just wasn't going to miss. And so you pretty much just gave the Suns two points. Or it was three. I don't remember. Um, but it's just, it's just, it was just absolutely hilarious. And so you have Steve Nash, and pretty much the commentators were saying he doesn't even, like, if you watch Steve Nash's body language and his facial expression, he was pretty much, he was pretty much in his mind, like, so why am I going to the free throw line again? But I mean, he just does it because, I mean, he's not going to argue because, one, it's the playoffs, and you, you take every point you can get. You don't, you know, people people talk about sportsmanship, um, but when you know playoffs are on the line, it's you just have you just have a different mentality, and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean that was just it was just such a bizarre call. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I can't think. trying to think oh there was this one game this one game it was just so it was so bad like it was it was god awful in terms of referee calls um oh god who was playing who was playing i want to i want to say it was the spurs and the suns i want to say it was the spurs and the suns um but pretty much there there was like there were a bunch there were a bunch of technical fouls and i can't there's no specific play that i can remember but the game was just so bad i want to say i want to say it was 2007 i want to say it was 2007 spurs spurs and suns but it was just so bad amari stoudemire um, he was, he was, he was playing, but I don't think he, pl- I think he, I think he fouled out or something like that because of, because of like ridiculous foul calls. And he, he, I think he only played, I don't even think he played in the second half, but that's just, that's just how bad it was. And it, it was, it was just, it was just a disaster. It was just an absolute disaster. But yeah, pretty much, you know, that's the episode. Um. Man, I just I'm still not over I'm still not over the week that we had in football. I can't believe 
I, I just I I can't I can't believe it. I mean, I'm very excited for this for this year. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be memorable. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to there's going to be injuries. You know, I I I obviously hope that no one gets injured. I hope everyone's okay. But you know, you got to be realistic. You're playing a violent game. You're going to get you're going to get seriously hurt. Um let's see what tonight's football game holds in store. Or actually there's two. There's two games tonight. Um it's um who is it? Saints Saints and Texans and then Raiders Broncos. Can't wait to see those Raiders in action. Which is probably gonna be the only thing I can see since I'm over here in Sacramento and we get um unwanted games, I guess you could say.